Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. Hey, this is Colton Dixon. Hey, this is Rachel Lampert. This is Micah Tyler. This is Ellie Lineberg. What's up? This is Apollo LTD. Hey, guys. It's, it's We The Kingdom. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And that was Rise Up, Lazarus by Kane. And I'm very pleased to say that for the first time here on Hope FM, we've got Kane with us. Hey, Kane, how you doing, guys? Hello. Great to have you. The listeners, they, they've obviously been listening to a bit of your music, it's been playing it, but they really don't quite yet know who you guys are. Do you want to introduce three of you? Do you want to introduce yourselves and then you can tell us a bit about your story? Sure. So when you hear this voice, I am Logan Kane, and I am the only boy the easiest to recognize. Hi, I'm Hat Girl. My name's Taylor. I'm the oldest sibling. My name's Madison, and I'm the middle kid. Okay, so the three of you grew up together and you're musicians. So before we find out more about your history, within I'm one of three, there's always a dynamic when there's three at play. So... Just a, just a question, you're probably not expecting this one, but if you were in the Seven Dwarves, but didn't have the names of the actual Seven Dwarves, <laughs> what, I knew like, you could have a bossy, you could have a visionary, you could have a creative, what, what name would define each of you? That's a good one. A good one. Okay, so I'll do, I'll do good and bad. I think I would probably be uh, Sporty the Elf. Or um, Dwarf. Or the Dwarf. dwarf. <laughs> sporty the Dwarf. Um, and then my bad i'm probably fussy the dwarf i think i'm probably the fussiest of the three <laughs> okay taylor good and bad i just don't need time to think okay bad would be bossy the dwarf and then good would be snacky the dwarf <laughs> <laughs> i think uh slappy the dwarf okay just sort of like you know, just kind of feeling good. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I just think it'd be the name. So it would be like silly, okay, spunky, silly. and then negative would be anxious, the dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> there you have it. You're the one that carries the burdens for everyone. Okay, so uh, that what I can see just looking at you because I've got the advantage of having a, a webcam on, so I can see you guys. You look like you have a lot of fun together. So oh, can you tell us a little bit about your history growing up together? Uh, and then the fact that he, you're, you're obviously quite, how young are you? Oh, oh thank what a you compliment. <laughs> no, we're, we're really not that young. We're in our late 20s, early 30s. So <laughs> Yeah, so like, you're young. You're, just, you're, just, you're trying to make me feel good, but it doesn't work. You're still young. So, so how does it, how's it happen, though, that obviously you grew up together. Tell us the story about that and that you're still together doing stuff um, in your late 20s. What's, what's, what's the magic that made it happen? Go ahead. Mom and dad, they did such a good job raising us. So we were three in three years. And I don't think that they meant for that to happen. But God had a plan. And we had newborn, one-year-old, two-year-old. And we shared one bedroom until we were like preteen. And so we were also homeschooled. So I think that we learned at an early age, like, here's your friends. Like, we just, all we, all we had was each other. And I feel like we missed out on the mm-hmm. public schooling telling us that your best friend shouldn't be your siblings. I agree. Mm. I think that it, it seems certainly in the late nineties or whatever, when the, the pivotal time for us as kids, it seemed pretty cool to not be friends with your siblings. I guess that was sort of what culture was trying to tell you it was like, Oh, your, your brother or sister is so lame or, um, but we really did just have such a nice time together. And we spent so much time together that it was, 
that I don't know if that's necessarily a template, you know, for my parents out there, don't just have three kids in three years and put them in a room together for 12 years. <laughs> um, cause that's called prison. But, um, in our case, it certainly forged a bond that I think we just desired. We went from that childhood home. We went to university together and lived together there and then moved from university to Nashville and lived together here until we were all individually married and, and moved apart. So it really was important for us to be together. Yes, definitely. I mean, Taylor and I shared one bedroom until I got married. So yeah. I don't know if that's healthy or not, but it's definitely like, it set us up now for whenever we go on a road or on a road, on the road and we're in, living in a tour bus in close proximity. That's how, that's what we're most used to. It took a little bit getting used to us being living in different houses. So yeah, I feel I like that was a bigger adjustment than like being forced together all the time. So we grew up playing in a band with our dad. And so our dad was a pastor and Logan played the drums. I would play piano, guitar, Madison played bass. And so I do think that that foundation that's followed us all the way up mm -hmm. until where we are now. Um, just dad wouldn't even really practice. He would say, come on up here, kids. And so we, I feel like we kind of learned how to be on the fly. And um, that, that has carried us through even until, until Nashville and, and today. Yeah. Well, that's got to be an advantage when you're doing live performances, that's for sure. So you mentioned your, your father was a pastor. Being pastor's kids is quite complicated, I would imagine. So did all of you manage to stay on the straight and narrow or during your teens or later years, did it all go a little bit wobbly? Of course. Yeah, both. I would say, I would say none of us wobbled to the point where we wouldn't profess Jesus as Lord. Uh -huh. I definitely think that there were, um, I feel like the world gets you in different ways. Um, definitely in my early twenties, that kind of took the form of like body image issues or just not going to church at all or getting kind of, we went hmm. from leading with our dad so we went to college and see, we did, it really wasn't college because when we got to college, we were leading worship for three different ministries and we were doing all that. Yeah. And then whenever I moved to Nashville, I didn't get plugged in right away. And I found myself just kind of out of church doing my own thing for three or four years. Yeah. It's funny. It, it wasn't until we were almost 30 that we realized <laughs> how important the local body is and the local church. I think it's why it's so important to us now as in this form of our ministry, but I do give our parents a tremendous amount of credit as well because I think that this is my you know opinion that it would be easy for a pastor's kid to start to develop those complications if their parents were different at home than they were in front of their congregation. And I feel like our parents lived out ministry 24-7 for us in a way that it was a great desire for me to be a part of ministry as opposed to having a distaste for it. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that's really that's really important so you got to see it being lived out i can see that that makes a lot of sense and would you say that all of you sort of became christians when you're tiny tiny and you wouldn't you don't really remember that when it when you weren't a christian or did you at different stages go yes this is for me how did that all happen for the three of you i think i do think when we were kids mom and dad told us there were times when individually we would ask you know i want jesus in my heart and so i think that is true. And I think none of us ever strayed from that. I think Jesus was always at home here. Mm -hmm. But I think, like you're saying, 
you go through different phases when all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I need him more. I need, mm -hmm. I need him as my everything. Maybe mm -hmm. I've, I've added Jesus plus a little of something else. Mm -hmm. And there were those moments when you realize that whatever I was doing before wasn't working. And so I do feel like we've all had slip ups and mistakes and like that's our songwriting comes into play because we just get to realize the, the goodness of the gospel for mm. you personally, not mm. just something that when you were a kid, but when you actually need Jesus, it is like, it's a great feeling. Uh, you know, something else too that, that stands out in my mind is that dad didn't go to seminary. He just felt called into the ministry and, and learned the Bible. And so um, the, the doctrine that we grew up in had some very specific kind of interesting. And one of those things is dad always referenced his spiritual birthday. And so even when I was young, it was very important for me to have an experience when I was old enough to understand it and mark it on a calendar. And so for me, my, my actual birthday is July 18th and my spiritual birthday is July 17th, the year that I turned 15. And I'll never forget that date because my dad told me when I was little, it was important. So I think when I was young, like you said, mm -hmm. it was such a part of my everyday life. And we learned how to read by reading scripture, which sounds a little kind of like corny, but um, you know, we had like mom and dad had flashcards and it would have a verse on it. And you, I would remember the verse from the color of the card, even before I could physically read and that stuff just sort of stored up in our hearts. But yeah, when I turned 15, I made a decision like, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to really be about it, then I want to like know who Jesus is. Yeah. Thanks the for learning, asking. Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> great question. I think that is the, th the difference between learning about Jesus and desiring, oh, that's something that I want. But then when you grow up and you start making some really big mistakes and you realize like, oh, okay, I could never be good enough. Hmm. And I can't just try to learn it and walk it out. I have to have someone save me. I hmm. think that's where, that's yeah. what growing up teaches you is like, okay, at some point I'm going to really, really fail. And I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to yeah. realize that I'm in need of like real grace. And I think that anytime we as Christians, it, not just pastors, kids, but I, I thought of this and then realized, I think it's true. Um, in the day and time that we live, it's so easy to feel with such access to, to biblical truth that you're just good. That's why I think mm -hmm. that again, the local body is so important to us as Kane, the band and us as individuals um, because it's so easy to feel like you can listen to a podcast, you can do your own mm. personal scripture time and, and fall completely out of touch with church, which is, I think what happened to us when we first moved here, you, you have so much truth in your heart that you can kind of feel like, Oh, I've heard that sermon. I know that thing. Mm. And you can just start to drift away from the body. So, um, I don't know. We're just thankful for our church here, our parents and, and the way mm. we were raised. That, that is very, very positive background story. It sounds like, an unusual but wonderful upbringing and great to have been immersed in it from such a, a young age, but from people who are so dedicated to uh, bringing you up in it and also living it out. We played Rise Up Lazarus, which as I said is the number one here on Hope FM. Can you tell us a story about where that came from? Yeah, I mean, so I'll, I'll turn it over to you guys in a second for the actual story, but I think in terms of Rise Up, where it came from, what I like about it is that the, the title of the track isn't come back to life. I think rise up is like a, a generic enough term that people can attach to it, what they are going through. And so, I don't know, we wrote it for one specific thing, but it's become so many different things over the last year. And yeah, we were, 
you know, the song where it comes from for Kane is we were trying to make a project and we had just come out of a meeting and it just felt like nothing we were doing was right. It <laughs> felt like our songs weren't good enough. Mm. And I just remember that right that day being like, I've got to believe what I'm singing. about. Mm. I've got mm-hmm. to write something that really matters to me. And, um, I just remember thinking rise up and the story of Lazarus is so cool. It's so cool that it's two sisters and a brother that Jesus wept when his friend died, but Jesus knew I'm bringing this man back to life. And there's just so much cool stuff in the Bible that if we can bring it to life and make it seem like, Oh no, that's applicable to you. That's a, we can apply that to our life right now. Um, and especially during a pandemic when you're, having trouble breathing and and we get to sing about that. Take a breath. You're alive now. Um, it's just, it just, God just knows what he's doing. It's really he cool really that we got to be a me. part of his story. And we wrote the song a long time ago. I know. I know. Why you <laughs> and that is the thing about songwriting is you, all you have to do is, I mean, okay. So think about this. God created the world. He is the creator and we were made in his image. So in our own way, each of us are little creators. Everyone's creative in different capacities, but we all bear his image. And what's so interesting is like the only way we can write a song is if we receive it from God. Even when you try so hard to like think up an idea, like you can't make yourself create. You have to Mm. just be given a thing. So what was so interesting is so Taylor was driving around and she had this idea. Let What if we wrote a song about Lazarus and what if we sang rise up and she sang a little voice memo mm-hmm. of what you hear now, rise up, rise up. And then she, she saved it. We go into the right. And the guy that we're writing with was like, what if we wrote something about Lazarus? And he starts singing the, rise the melody rise up. rise up. And so it's <laughs> just, it makes you feel like you're more in tune to what the, what God's wanting to give his church. Yes. And it's so much less about like, wow, we're such good songwriters. Mm-hmm. It really is God saying, I want this song for the church. So I'm going to give it to you and to you mm-hmm. and to you and as many people as I can to get it out yeah. into the. So that, that song was crafted on September 10th of 2019. And then tour was canceled March 15th, 2020. And now here we are almost a year later when the song went to radio, it, it didn't just spike right up the charts. It didn't, but here we are. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that we did not write this song with a pandemic in mind. We did not write this song with any intention other than, like you said, we felt like this is a song that God had for his church. And now to see what God has turned it into, I think from now on, we will just say, Lord, okay, it doesn't matter. Upbeat, downbeat. (laughs) <laughs> up tempo, slow tempo, whatever God has for his people. If he gives us the the ability to, to be a part of it, then that's what we want to do. That That is brilliant to, to be in a place where you want to receive whatever God gives you for whatever timing and he'll use it uh, for his glory and his kingdom. Uh, that, well, it's over here in the UK and we're loving it. So it's taken a while to get here, but it's here and doing it. So, so thank well, you guys. We love you guys. We're excited to come back. We've got a whole bunch of UK stories we can tell. Yes. Go on, then. What, what stories have you got? Okay. So before we did Christian music, we used to do kind of Americana country music. And so we've actually spent, I mean, we visited, let me see if I can, because y'all say we're from, we're near Birmingham, Alabama. Y'all's is like Birmingham. Birmingham. And Le- Lester, Lester 
in Glasgow. Right. Mm. right. So we we spent You've been around. Quite a That's bit really good, actually. So, so one, one time we came, and it was right near Brexit, and um, the pound lost like half of its value. And so we didn't want to spend any more money. So we just had all of our bags and guitars and we would just walk from train station to train station. But we made great friends over there and they even came to both of our weddings. They crossed the big pond to come see us. So we cannot wait to come back. Eager to return. And uh, something I say to this day about the UK and the music fan is I've never felt more invested in and cared about than by my friends and, and fans in the UK. I feel like it's still so important for a UK music fan to feel like they found someone first. And so they really invest in new music and unheard acts as opposed to just sort of, what do they, what do they call it? Bus chasers or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they really are. I feel like my friends in the UK care so much about people and understand the struggle of getting started. And so it just matters to them and it, it matters to us. So, well, it, and it's hard to be modest at a moment like this. You're probably right. We're the best fans in the world in the UK. Aren't you? <laughs> you, you, you got it, guys. <laughs> okay. So, but it's amazing you've been to numbers places because lots of time I pe- speak to people, uh, they're exactly where you are in, in Nashville and they've never come to the UK at all. And they always go, I really want to come to the UK. I'm thinking, well, you can't right now, but normally you, you should have come already. So, um, just, just wait a few months. I'm not sure how many a few months is. It might be quite a lot of months, but we'll we'll see where things go. Obviously, there are no plans, but it is on our on our like mission statement. We are so very passionate and intention yeah. about coming to you guys. So when we come your way, we want to been there three times. Yeah, we've done. Uh, we love it, so we mean it. We, we, did, we did a 21 day sit there. 21 days. I started saying my. I started saying my sentence is funny after a half, little while. Half past two. Yeah. Half, 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 two. Two. <laughs> half two. Half two. Half two. I do an okay British accent, but I won't disrespect. Do it. Do it. it. Yours is good. Yeah, I'll I'll do it off screen so that it's less embarrassing for me. Sometimes I slow down a bit too much and it sounds a bit Aussie, but... No, it's uh, actually not... not almost, it's, not, it's not bad. No, Logan, it's, it's actually it's quite believable. I'm quite impressed because... Yeah! <laughs> when, when most Americans do British accents, they're generally terrible, uh, especially, especially in films. When you get an American uh, actor oh. actress trying to be British, I'm going... But that, 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 why don't they just find a British person to do a British accent? It would be much easier. So, but um, but sometimes people do it well, and you did it quite well there, Logan. So, respect. Uh, uh, yes. could, nice. could you do a southern? You. Could you do a country American accent? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I cannot do it. So sorry. No, no. That that was that wasn't even trying to do southern. I I'd, I'd have to slow down and drawl along. <laughs> But you'll think it was right. Zoom going slow, but that would be me trying to pretend to be <laughs> seven. So, okay, um, you've got you've got Rise Up. That's been doing really well. We love it. Um, in fact, it's an interesting story about Rise Up with, with Lazarus. It's one of my favorite stories because one thing it teaches me is that God misses a lot of opportunities to be early, but he's never late. So, and, um, and sometimes we think God's late and we think his timing absolutely sucks but he has actually some amazing things uh, to do with us and we can trust him because he's trustworthy and his love never fails so um we've got another track to play from you guys uh, it's called the commission 
you want to tell us a, a little bit of the, the, the backstory to that track? It's our favorite song. R truly, it's our favorite song. We came into our meeting and said, if no other song gets put on, we have to have the commission on there. It's what we were hoping that the audience gets by listening to this is a real look as Jesus, the person like, like us, that he's talking to his disciples before he ascends into heaven, giving the great commission. But I hope that the listener hears it as from a friend. Brilliant. That's a lovely introduction. Kane, this is your track, The Commission. the commission by Kane and I'm very pleased to say that the wonderful Kane are still with us here on Hope FM. Hey guys, Hi guys. it would be lovely if you were happy to just pray uh, for our listeners off the back of that beautiful track. Well Lord as always we are just so thankful for the opportunity for us to you, you have made a way for us to be together even as far away as from here to the UK or as far from one house to the next. Lord, I just thank you that no one is alone, that you are right now with us all, and, and everybody can just feel your presence and your spirit tangibly right where they are. And Lord, we just thank you that that you have told us that goodbye is not the end, and, and that as everything we're walking through right now, as your people, we trust that on the other side, God, that you are still good and that your word is still true and that anything that has been lost or stolen, you are going to bring back a hundredfold. Lord, we thank you that you are true to your word and that you are faithful to us. And even when we don't deserve it, and we thank you for your son in his name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Logan. So um, when you were introducing that Madison, you did a lovely job, but you said, you said it's your favorite song and why would each of you say it's your favorite song? What is it about it? I just think, like we said, you know, our background, we grew up in the church and there's a lot of Christian lingo, especially in the South, in the United States. There's a lot of stuff that you just toss around. But when the opening line, it says, see my hands and look at my feet. Instantly, I just was like, okay, what are we talking about here? Mm. And I have, I have friends and family that didn't grow up a believer and they'll say, I want to hear that Jesus song again. And mm. um, if that's all it's ever known to people, that means a lot to me. Just yeah. that Jesus, he is our King and he mm. is, he's not just a man, but he was a man. Mm. And I think a lot of us, especially in these times, we need a friend. We need to know that Jesus is the brother that would never leave us. And, um, yeah, it, it makes me like teary-eyed just thinking about Jesus as a person. He's he's so um, attractive, and I just, mm -hmm. I wish that, I mean, I just can't wait for the day when I get to be around him. Yeah, for me, I think, um, since we did get the good fortune of getting performed this song a few times before things have slowed, and um, there's a moment every time when we perform this song, it's not always the same part of the song, but I can hear somebody get it. And it's like when I think about this song, I, I think about and feel that mm -hmm. feeling where somebody is connecting 
really, I feel like to Jesus in yeah. that way. And I feel like it just does not that no other song has ever done this, but I feel very blessed and fortunate that we have a song that I feel like we will get messages and say like, I heard this and I, it, it opens a door for people to, to connect to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and I do feel like we sort of fade out of the way and, and mm-hmm. God really is the spotlight when that song is being performed and, and it yeah. makes me really proud. Wow. I think um, a fun thing for the listener to do would be to listen to the song and try to pick out all the scriptures used because that's the fun thing about writing it is we just try to take all those little interactions that Jesus had and try to put it in normal words. So see my hands and look at my feet. It's okay if it's hard to believe. He's talking to, to Thomas and the, the doubting there. And I have faith that you'll do greater things. And so, you know, Jesus said, you know, greater things than I do, you'll do when I go to my father. So we were just trying to take everything that he's actually said so you can have confidence that when you listen to it, that if you feel like Jesus is talking to you, it's because these are the things that he said. Yeah. So, uh, so what I was going to ask off the back of that is you talked about Jesus being a person and in a relationship with him and how lovely he is. Uh, now, some of our listeners who are tuned in right now may have been a bit confused. You talked about Christian language and, and jargon. They may have been a bit confused about numbers of things that we've been talking about when we talked about when did you become a Christian and all that side of things. Would one of you like to give like a 30-second, 45-second synopsis of what it means to be a Christian and what Jesus did for them? Sure. I mean... So I had a good fortune that my now wife was not raised a, a Christian or a believer as well. And so I take for granted saying things like when I got saved and people say saved from what? Or, <laughs> um, but I think the most beautiful truth about the Bible in its entirety is that um, God made a way for us to, to be reconnected to himself and a better way than even just to walk with him in, in the garden like Adam and Eve did. And so when sin entered the world and separated us, we had this person, Jesus, who came and laid his, him, his ability to be the only person to live in community with God. He laid that down and sacrificed it so that he could open the door for the rest of us to just believe he was who he said he was and to call him Lord of our lives. And, and so I think that it is that simple that that certainly opens the door for a lot more of Christian mm-hmm. life and Christian jargon. But the, the baseline of it for me is just that a, a pastor out of Atlanta here in the States, he says, if anybody can predict their own death and resurrection and pull it off, I'm following that guy. And so us to look at Jesus and say, you were who you said you were, you did it all for a chance to be with me. I'll do anything for you in return. Mm. That's kind of, that's what it means to me. Mm. Can we tell them about the assurance of victory? You said that the other day about that's what it means, like the, the things that you get when you become a believer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Taylor, she taught us something. I've just day. been, um, I ran into a girl recently that she said she had accepted Jesus, and I was like, that's amazing. What did it feel like? She said it felt like everything. And I was like, that sounds right. But she, she didn't know anything about it. She didn't even know how to say the books of the Bible. She would say 1 John 11 or 1 John 1 11. So it was just intriguing to me because normally everybody mm-hmm. around here knows how to say all the stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, we were just walking through things that when you, all you have to do is believe. Jesus says, believe in me, look at me and believe in your heart. And that's all it takes to be counted as a child of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
there's all these like assurance of victory. Um, you put my oh, assurance of salvation. First Corinthians, first Corinthians ten thirteen um, says, "No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man." And if God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. I wasn't saying you have to quote no, no, the scripture. I, I, just, I know. Okay. <laughs> but there's you're there's all these, there's all these things that if you are interested in the Bible and you're interested in, okay, who is Jesus and what does this look like? He gave us amazing promises that it's not just like, oh, I get to go to heaven, which is incredible, mm. but we get to experience the kingdom of heaven here on earth right now. And, um, yeah, I just encourage listeners that if you're curious, reach out to us, reach yeah. out to Gordon, because it we're passionate about it. Mm. And if it was something that was long and and dead a long time ago, why would this stuff be carrying on? But it's alive and well, and we you need to know about it. Yeah, there are promises available to you that you, like all you have to do is not only does he save you and give you like a residence in heaven. But on earth, what you used to be tied to sin and darkness, now that has been broken off of you and you don't have to live in darkness anymore. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say that Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins, but the story doesn't stop there. He also died on the cross so that we might be restored to the Father and have a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's an amazing story. And for anyone who is at home listening right now, um, we just sort of say a couple of things. Firstly, uh, there's something called the Alpha Course, which is being launched online. Uh, a large number of churches around this time of year. You can find out about that at www.alpha.org. And also, of course, if you're interested in finding a church local to you that might be able to help you find out more about God's love, pop along to www.findachurch.co.uk. That's findachurch.co.uk. Or get in touch with us here on studio at hopefm.com. So obviously you've had some uh, some traction growing uh, around uh, Rise Up recently here in the UK, but and your tour was cancelled for the whole of last year. Basically, it's been gone. But I have seen on your website you've got tour dates coming up. Is that right? Yes, and we have even more that we like haven't been able to announce yet. So it feel it seems like we're going to be very very busy next year. So I'm excited. Busy this year, you mean? Yeah, Christmas has happened. That's already been and gone. It's, it is 2021 already. Lost track of time. Our, our minds are still locked down a little bit, Gordon. We... <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've got, you've got a tour. Who, who are you touring with? We are going to be touring with Zach Williams basically all year. And then uh, We the Kingdom will be joining them. They're awesome. The three of us will tour in the fall and then some sort of some unreleased. I don't know when this comes out. So we've got some other things certainly in the works. And, um, and then we'll do summer festival circuit here in the States as well. And um, I just am excited. I feel like, I feel like God gave me a word that this is going to be the most expectant year, the church of God's people of my lifetime. I think that um, people have found a way, whether virtually or in, in a socially distanced way, to gather throughout. And so as restrictions lift at any level, I'm just eager to see people back together in the presence of God. I think that there's just going to be miraculous things happening this year. So I, That I have no doubt about. Uh, and, and Zach Williams and We the Kingdom are, are both well, names that are known to all our listeners and we, the kingdom, any of our listeners, again, he's not going to say it again, is he? I've got to say, 
my favorite band actually so i like you guys too but we the kingdom they've been on the show twice and they rock so um so I mean, they gave us a world exclusive uh, on, on one of their tracks which was kind of them so um so you guys are gonna have a marvelous time do you know them personally yeah. We do, yeah. So we got to do a few dates with we them. We did five shows with them before it got canceled. And it was so fun because we shared a bus. We shared a bus. So we were all in living together, laughing together. Two yeah. big families. We were just all that, together. That is a special time. I'm, I'm excited to hear that. And I'm sure you can have fun uh, touring again later on in this year. So if people are listening uh, right now and they want to find out more about you, what's the best way to connect up with you online? Yeah, the best would be our website is canetheband.com, Kane, C-A-I-N, theband.com. And that has our socials, mm-hmm. um, our Instagram and Facebook. It's just us on our phones. So if you want to reach out, that I mean, it's the easiest way to get in touch. Gordon, I think it's important to state that a lot of people think that we named our band after the murderer Kane in the Bible. You should mention so this because just- that's not the case. <laughs> It's not the case. So Kane is our last name. We got it from our dad. He got it from his dad. Uh-huh. So we're the Kane family. Um, and yeah, man, we hate what Kane did, and we're trying to make it right. <laughs> you're, you're redeeming the name Kane. That's what you're That's doing. Right. So that, that is good news. Brilliant. Okay. Um, and touring going to keep you busy, but what about writing new music? What's going to be happening on that side of things? We just got word that we're like probably next week going to get to go to the studio to finish the album. And that will come out this year. Wow. So we have new songs coming. And as I'm well really as we'll, we'll have a lot of one-off digital release things as well. We've got, um, we've got some covers and some things coming out to, to streaming platforms, but yeah, the album will be out this year. So that is fantastic news. I know we're going to be looking forward uh, to more of those tracks and the album as well. Guys, we've got one more track. Just say thanks so much. Thanks for sharing from your hearts. Really appreciate it. I love this. So we've got one more track that we're going to play from you in a moment. Uh, And the track is going to be your next single. Uh, What's what's the track called? What's it about? Um, We're really looking forward to hearing it. So tell us about it, guys. Who's first? It's called Yes, He Can. Yes, He Can. You can. So we, we talked a little bit about some, some Southern jargon and one of those phrases that we grew up on. Maybe you guys can adopt it over in UK. Um, but we just have always said since we were young that if he's done it before, he'll do it again. And I think that there are some of these great promises and so much truth in the Bible that we believe that God is no respecter of persons or situation or circumstance. And so if at any time in history he has done it before, we can stand on the promise that he'll do it again. And so it's just really to, to us, we sing and you'll hear it um, each example, but really anything you can think of that you can hold up as a testimony to say like, okay, God, I, I have proof even in the smallest that you're faithful. Thank you so very much, guys, for joining us here on the Artist Interview on Hope FM. It's been wonderful getting to know you a little bit. I'm sure the listeners have appreciated it. And we look forward to playing a lot of your music in the coming year. Um, in maybe in 12 months' time, would you be happy to come back on the show? Oh, my goodness. We, will, we are available to you, sir. Gordon, we appreciate you guys at Hope FM, and, and you call. We'll pick up the phone. This has been oh, so Bless you. Us. We'll look forward to supporting your music, and thanks very much indeed for your time today. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Bless you guys. Bye. 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 
Get more interviews now. Visit hopefm.com forward slash the artist interview.